remarkable slip from Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, it's a great finish. What a goal that is. Lovely build-up play from Sheffield United. the latest from across the steel city this is football forum a very good afternoon to you welcome along to another edition of football forum here on spotify apple Podcasts, and amazon music as well joseph Hadfield here to run you through the week's action i'm in the company as always of connor thorpe afternoon connor good afternoon so here's what's to come in the uh, the next half an hour on our usual uh, usual program of nonsense regarding matters blades and owls and everything else from the steel city as well here's what's on the way a steely comeback to make the Bluebirds feel the December blues. United with a 3-2 victory at Cardiff. Massimo Luongo sent off FC. All the rearrangements and switching for TV to end up a nil-nil. Albeit entertaining, a stalemate for the Owls at Portsmouth. The Football Forum cult hero hits a double century in his career. A 200th goal for Padraig Amon at the weekend, you know. We'll also turn our attention to this weekend's action as Wednesday head for the land of the Mournflay Coats the famous Bresty Road and crew. Plus, United are back on SKY on Monday night for the visit of QPR. And unpredictable and us forgetting, it's a match made in heaven, isn't it? On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and on your smart speaker. Alexa, play the football forum. We may have left shoe, but we still focus on Sheffield's red and blue. This is Football Forum. And it's live. So great to have your company on this uh, 16th edition of the series as we head towards the festive period and uh, our first one in December. Um, right, onwards we go then to the action. And because we've not got Chappers with us again this week, when we can't go into United in too much detail. Um, so we are going to tell you that obviously uh, it was a 3-2 victory for the Blades at Cardiff, and it came really from uh, from Cardiff going 1-0 down, United bringing it back 2-3-1. Uh, goals from Gibbs-White, Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick, and then uh, Cardiff getting a late one in the 90th minute, setting up a little bit of a nervy finish, but at 3-2 it finished there. Uh, good win for United, it's what we needed, pushes us further up the table. United have also been drawn with Wolves in the third round of the FA Cup, and we'll get all the reaction to that uh, in January with Chappers. So that's United pretty much done and dusted. And we can turn our attention to Wednesday now as they, uh, well, they were on the road, all this messing about. Uh, pretty much Sky expected Wednesday to beat Plymouth and get through to the second round of the Cup. Didn't turn out that way. So Wednesday were moved from Tuesday to Wednesday and then Wednesday back to Tuesday, but still left on Sky. Uh, fair amount of Wednesday fans did make the trip down to Fratton Park, though. There's no commentary, um, but that's because it finished a nil-nil on uh, on uh, Tuesday night. Massimo Luongo getting sent off for a, a bit of a lunge, shall we say, a bit of a reckless challenge, but uh, but there you are. So he's now got a three-game ban, you'd imagine. Uh, fantastic defensive work, and especially goalkeeping-wise from Bailey Peacock-Farrell uh, to keep the scores level. And, uh, well, nil-nil it finished between Portsmouth and Wednesday. Let's get the thoughts of Connor in a minute. But first, Darren Moore. 
Yeah, a real uh, hard-earned point, but credit. I'm so pleased with the players. I'm proud. Um, thank you to the away travelling support that came down. This in a spirited, well-earned point and a, a dogged um, approach by the team um, and a disciplined performance. And even, you know, second half when we had the sending off, um, it didn't seem to jolt us too much. Um, but there was some, you seen some boys putting their bodies on the line. It meant so much to them. And obviously Bailey was excellent tonight as well in terms of his positional sense, the saves that he did. Um, and most pleasing with the crosses that he come and took the pressure right off us uh, in terms of how the game went. So for us, we came here tonight to try and bag the three points. But in the end, with the sending off, it quickly turned into making sure that we didn't lose the game. And I'm pleased that the players did just that. Darren Moore there after Sheffield Wednesday's nil-nil stalemate down at Pompey, Connor, what do you think of the uh, the point that you've gained from Tuesday night? Yeah, it's a good point. I think the performance, I think from an attacking point of view, was quite disappointing, to be honest. I don't really think we threatened too much. We didn't create a great deal of chances. There was a couple of moments, but nothing really clear cut. Portsmouth definitely had the better chances and we, were, we had to rely on Peacock Farrell. It was excellent, to be fair. Probably one of the best individual performances we've seen from a Wednesday player all season. Made some fantastic saves off the likes of George Hurst um, and Roland Curtis as well, who had a couple of efforts at goal. So I think from one point of view, I think the spirit and the sort of togetherness and to an extent the defending was good, although we did have to rely on the keeper to pull off some good saves. Um, you know, there was there were bodies on the line, definitely towards the end as well, where... There was a couple of shots that came in. I think Patterson blocked it and then Palmer really put his body on the line to sort of save it from going in. That sort of thing was pleasing. The sort of last-ditch defending that we showed at times as well. With a really unfamiliar back three of Marvin Johnson, Liam Palmer and Callum Patterson. You know, we didn't have a centre-half on the pitch. I got told, obviously, no, Banner, uh, no Brennan or Dunkley, which is a massive blow because especially Dunkley's been brilliant in recent months um absolute monster in the air and and has at times been the only centre back in that back three and then Brennan's come in and he's done he's done pretty well for a youngster he's slotted in quite well still a bit of naivety in his defending but overall you know you'd still like to see him in the team um and you know that wasn't able to happen but good to have Marvin Johnson back Liam Palmer playing in an even more unfamiliar position in the middle of the back three as opposed to on the right hand side or on the left hand side um handled the task pretty well to be honest so again mixed emotions it's one of those games where you've come away not created many chances we've had eight shots in the game and you know none of them were really uh, you know great chances but you know you're coming away to the form team in the league I think they've won four or five in a row and you're grinding out a point and obviously we're down to 10 men I've not even mentioned that we're down to 10 men for best part of 25 minutes I think it was or just a little bit longer than 25 minutes and you know that obviously changed the game we had to play with one up front Lewis Wing came on um, and then Berahino came on for Gregory and it, that's difficult because it's never going to stick with Berahino up front on his own when you're under pressure um, and we we had a moment so we had a few corners we you know we had the ball in there half a few times and putting a few attacks together but again struggling to sort of break through and create those clear-cut chances. But, um, you know, we defended well off the ball. We had to sit deeper and we didn't really allow them many clear-cut chances after going down to 10 men to say that we had, you know, the man disadvantage. So 
overall, I think we take the point and move on. I'd like to see us, you know, like I say, for the first 65 minutes, creating more than we did. But I think you've got to take into account that you're coming up against the Portsmouth side who are in very good form as well. well the funny thing is, is you're in, in pretty decent form when it comes to to visiting teams away from home, shall we say? Because if we look in League One, you've, you're now seven unbeaten in League One on the road. You've had, and this goes back as far as the end of September, you've had Ipswich with a, a 1-1 draw. You've had beat Wigan 2-1 away uh, a couple of days later, 2-2 at Wimbledon. 1-1 at Cambridge, 2-2 at Cheltenham, 3-2 at Accrington, now the 0-0 against Portsmouth. So you really, you're stacking up these points because even though there was this issue a few weeks ago that you were having so many draws, you weren't turning them into wins, you are turning a few into wins now. And, and like you said, a, a point against a really informed Portsmouth side is, is really good to be seeing. We were mentioning, obviously, it's a 0-0. Clean sheet, once again, that's always important. Patterson, Palmer, and, and Johnson playing at centre back. Three that you wouldn't you wouldn't expect them to be playing at centre back, put it that way. But as is the case with injuries and whatnot, and a great performance as well from from Bailey Peacock Farrell. Yeah, uh, like I said, Peacock Farrell made some excellent saves. Those three at the back cope well with the tasks. I think the point about the draws is fair, and again, it's another draw. It's our tenth of the season. I think that is the most in the league. You know, that unbeaten run goes back 11 games in League One, home and away, seven and seven if you're just talking about away games. Um, obviously, the main problem of that is that most of them have been draws and draws aren't going to get you promoted. So that does need to change. Like I said, we've drawn two in a row again now, so that's not ideal. But I think you look at the manner of those draws, the Wickham game, we were much closer to winning um, than we had done in previous games. And we looked a lot better, um, looked a lot more threatening and definitely come away from that thinking we should have won. Portsmouth game, kind of the opposite. Um, definitely much closer to losing than we were to winning, but also I think you take some positivity out of the way. We rallied, we didn't collapse when we went down to 10 men because I think what people have seen about this team is when we're on the back foot in games, i.e. when we're winning and we're trying to defend a lead, that's when we've crumbled. And I know we weren't winning against Portsmouth, but we were trying to hang on to something that we had, which was a point with a man less and we've managed to stand up to the task and not concede and stay relatively solid. So um, it's good that things are improving on that front. I think the frustration is for us is the little bit of inconsistency in terms of we go from looking really solid defensively, but really poor up front. And then the next game, we look like we're going to create a lot of chances, but we look really leaky defensively. And it seems to be that we can't sort of strike that balance consistently in games. And that's what we need to improve. But, you know, to be fair, the signs are improving. As I've been saying for the last few games now, the, the signs are improving. We knew this was going to be a tough task and we've escaped with a point with, with 10 men for 25 minutes of the game. Exactly. Now we've seen this, this red card challenge. Well, you, you've got to, you've got to admit that it's probably a definite red. Yeah, yeah, it is. From the away end, it didn't look like it, to be honest, but maybe your judgment's a bit clouded by the fact that you're a Wednesday fan. But I think as well, like Luongo just took too many touches. He had so many men around him. And I know there's a time and place to get it down and play, but he was just running into trouble. And I think he's panicked because there's men around him. And I think it was Roman Curtis that got to the ball and he's, he's just gone over him, hasn't he? I don't think he's a vicious player, Luongo. I just think he's panicked there and he's tried to do everything he can to win the ball back because he got absolutely hounded by about three or four Portsmouth players and they nicked the ball off him and he's tried to stop it. And it's obviously cost 
cost him the next three games. You know, that frustrating thing because he's going to be a massive miss for us in terms of uh, breaking play up and also winning the ball up in the final third to sustain attacks. That's really helped. Also, giving Bannon a bit more licence to do the more creative side of his game. So that's going to be a massive miss. I think the plus side is that the games that he does miss, Crew away, Accrington at home, Burton at home, they're all, you know, the more winnable sort of games. Probably not Burton. Burton are a decent side. Accrington, I think we we should get, should be quite an open game. I think we, there's goals in it for both teams. And at Crew, you know, it, they are second bottom of the league, really struggling. So at least he's missing those games and his first game back is going to be Sunderland away. Um, and then I think we've got, you know, we've got a couple of tough games coming up in January. So I'm trying to tell myself he would have got injured anyway if he played those games. So maybe, you know, keep him a bit fresher, get him playing some under-23s football or maybe have a, a behind-closed-doors friendlies for him or something like that. You want to keep him up to a certain level of sharpness over these next few weeks because now the games aren't really coming as thick and fast. We're not playing this Tuesday. So, well, the Tuesday after crew. Um, and then obviously we've got the Accrington game. Then it's the Boxing Day game, which is, I think that's like eight days after or something like that. So um, keep him fresh and hopefully get him back for the, the, the games coming up in, in the end of December and January. Exactly, because you, as you mentioned, you've got crew away this Saturday, then you've got Accrington at home the Saturday afterwards, and then Boxing Day is Burton at Hillsborough as well. A bit of good news for, for Wednesday. Obviously, the under-18 side uh, making it through to the fourth round of, of the FA Youth Cup, uh, 1-0 victory at Southampton, which means if they get through to round five, they might even ask us to, to commentate on it uh, if all goes well. And um, as is the case with Football Forum and, uh, and the FA Youth Cup, and, uh, and Jaden Onnen, I think I've pronounced that right. Kwame Boateng as well. Uh, both signing for the for the under-23s. Boateng, formerly of, of Bradford City. Uh, what do you make to, to those two signings? Yeah, so obviously the FA Youth Cup's great news. I think that team, last time I checked, they were top. They were flying. Not seeing them play, but from what I hear, they're a very good group. And, you know, the, the likes of Bailey Kadamatri and... Leo Joe Davidson are getting a lot of praise. They're scoring a lot of goals. So, you know, it's not often that we have uh, a, an academy team that we're excited about. You know, Wednesday's academy has been underachieving for years. There's been the odd success story. You know, the likes of Liam Palmer, Tommy Spur, Mark Beavers. But these are players that have not played at the top level. And you look across the city at United and you try and compare that and it's just no comparison at all. So hopefully we're catching up in that respect. I always say that I'd rather have a couple of great individuals coming out of academy rather than a really good, solid team. But it does seem like we might have those star individuals as well alongside a really solid team. So looking forward to seeing them. I will be going to that fourth round tie against Preston as long as we're not playing on the same day, but I don't think we do that. I think they try and make it a day so the fans can get to it. Hillsborough, maybe they'll do it on the FA Cup weekend because we're meant to have Morecambe, but that's been rearranged. And uh, yeah, as for Boateng and... Onan, um, Jaden Onan is someone I've heard of. I think he made an appearance for Reading at some point last season. Uh, can't say I know much about him, but um, you know he was on. He's been on trial for quite a while. I think he was on trial at Doncaster as well. And Kwame Boateng's an interesting one because his CV isn't the best. You know he's come from the likes of Farsley Celtic. I think he played for the New Saints as well. Um, and he's now 23. So the him signing at 23 years old, although he's only just turned 23, suggests that he's probably going to be back up for the first team because 
you, you're probably not going to take a player on who's, you know, it's not old, don't get me wrong, but for the under-23s, you're usually signing players over 20, 21, you know, 19. So that'll be interesting. I think we might actually see him feature at times in the first team because I've seen him at times. He looks fairly decent. He can play right back or right centre-back. So um, we're obviously struggling in that area, albeit we're struggling more for left-footed players. But, you know, if obviously these sort of things, if um, Moore's seen a lot more of him than I have, and the same with uh, the academy staff in general. So hopefully he'll be a decent signing and can fit in and do a job if needed, because I don't think at the age of 23, you're going to sign if there's not some sort of intention to be involved in the first team squad. Indeed. So a bit of good news for, for Wednesday uh, and a point on the road at Portsmouth is nothing to be sniffed at. So uh, Wednesday back in action, as we say on, uh, on Saturday afternoon, we're going to touch on their game. At, uh, at Crew at Gresty Road, the land of the Mournfly Coats. Uh, that will come in but a moment. But first up, Chappers isn't here, so I'm deputising once again for this week's local roundup. And uh, it's a sizable one, so I'll uh, I'll do my best to, to summarise in the next couple of minutes. Barnsley, well, only one game for them, and they had a 1-1 against Huddersfield Town in the Championship on Saturday. Uh, Carlton Morris equalising for, uh, for the Reds after Lewis O'Brien had put the Terriers in the lead. So uh, 1-1, it finished there. Barnsley is still second bottom in the championship. Eight points off safety. And they've got Ipswich or Barrow in uh, in the third round of the FA Cup. That's the only tie that went to a replay this weekend. Uh, moving on into League One and Rotherham United. Well, uh, three games for them, so I'll do my best to, to get through these. Uh, into the, uh, the third round of the Pizza Cup after winning 5-3 on penalties after a 1-1 draw against Port Vale into the third round of the FA Cup after beating Stockport County 1-0 last Friday night. They have got QPR away from home in round three. And then on Tuesday night, a 5-1 thumping of Gillingham. Uh, Gillingham weren't allowed to play any uh, any time-wasting tactics against the Millers um, with uh, a, a smorgasbord of goals, shall we say. Uh, all after Gillingham went 1-0 up and uh, the Jills went down to 10 men as well so uh rotherham still top of league one on goal difference wigan who sit just behind them in second have a game in hand also on 41 points as well as our wickham wanderers donny rovers at the other end of the league one table they got dumped out of the pizza cup at the second round uh going down 2-0 at crew alexandra um on uh, last wednesday night getting dumped out of the second round of the fa cup uh after being uh well, taking the lead against Mansfield Town of League Two, uh, losing 3-2 ultimately. Uh, good second half comeback from the visitors. Uh, so 3-2 it finished to Mansfield there. And Donny, well, they, they can't buy a win at, at this stage at the moment. Another defeat for them. 2-1 in the league this time uh, at home to Oxford United. And to be fair to them, it did come late on with three minutes to go. So Donny's still bottom of League One. Only six points off safety, though. It is quite tight at the bottom of the third tier. Chesterfield, a 2-0 victory for them in the FA Cup um, at Salford City. Um, and they are still top of the National League by a point. And they've got Chelsea at the bridge in the third round of the FA Cup. It's not on telly, but, uh, but well, never mind. Good, great day out for all the, uh, the Spyrites fans. And Halib FC are... Uh, I, 
cooperative partner as well. Two games for them. A 4-0 thumping of Ollerton Town last Wednesday and uh, a 2-0 victory at Shirebrook Town last Saturday. They've got Nostal Miners Welfare uh, at home on Saturday at Sandygate to get down there if you can. And uh, while it's not local, I'll mention, obviously, Padre Gamon got his 200th career goal um, at the weekend in a 2-1 defeat uh, for Exeter against Northampton Town, but there you are. Uh, so that's the, uh, the quickest local roundup you've ever seen. But uh, we got through a lot there. And uh, attention does turn now back to United on Wednesday, mainly focusing on Wednesday, seeing as though our, uh, our United expert is not here. But I'll do my best to, uh, to provide some opinion. And uh, they come in the previews next. You're home for the Blades and Owls. This is Football Forum. With Football Forum for the latest edition of the programme, much appreciating your company. So onwards we go then to the previews and look ahead to this weekend's action. We're going to start with Wednesday because we have said Wednesday expert with us. Um, well, they knocked out Donny in the Pizza Cup uh, the other week, the second bottom in League One. And it's Crew Alexander in the league for Wednesday next up. So uh, I imagine it's going to be porridge for breakfast uh, tomorrow morning, Connor. Uh, it'll be Weetabix, actually, or maybe a Stella as well thrown in there. Um, yeah, it's it, it's against a crew side who have had a horrendous season, haven't they? Uh, but there's probably a few tentative signs that things are getting slightly better. Obviously, there's that win that you mentioned against Doncaster. There was a 2-0 win over Gillingham where Mikhail Mandron scored both penalties. Um, so maybe a tougher game than it would have been a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still... You know, fancying Wednesday to win this one, I think, as a mixture of the upturn in form and the fact that crew have really struggled means that we, we definitely should be confident about getting all three points in this game. And you know, I say that as I say that whilst obviously understanding that against the teams near the bottom, we've not done that very well. You know, if we take 17th AFC Wimbledon, where we drew two-two. You take 18th Lincoln, where we drew 1-1 at home. 19th Shrewsbury, drew 1-1 at home. 20th Morecambe, lost 1-0 away. 21st Fleetwood, won 1-0 at home. 22nd Gillingham, drew 1-1 at home. And 24th Doncaster, we beat 2-0 at home. So it's a really poor record. You compare that against the teams at the top, and Rotherham, 2-0 win away. Wigan, 2-1 win away. Wickham, 2-2 draw at home. Sunderland, 3-0 win at home. Plymouth and Oxford defeats. MK Dons in seventh, a win. Portsmouth, a draw. So that's the top nine. Burton in tenth, we haven't played yet. So, um, yeah, it's a strange one. And I think Wednesday, historically, of in recent years, you know, sort of five or six years in the, in the years, probably since Carlos' Carlos's first season, where we were good at turning teams over towards the bottom and struggled more against teams at the top. And then we tended to flip flip it round ever since. But, yeah, we, we seem to be better in those games. So, that's obviously the concern. And I guess we have struggled at times when teams have raised the game because it's probably the novelty of playing Wednesday being a smaller club, but they've not done it for quite a few years. Um, so they, they raised the game a bit as well. And I saw David Artel in the media talking about how Wednesday are the Real Madrid of League One. Now, obviously, Sunderland are probably a bigger club than Wednesday. But uh, David Artel, I think there's playing a few mind games, either trying to get the fans more up for it to try and make it a more sort of seem like a cup tie for them and trying to make the players, you know, raise the game essentially. And if they do, 
obviously we, they could cause us problems. We're in the same league for a reason, although we are at the other side of it and there is a fair gap in terms of quality between the teams sort of in the top eight and nine and the teams towards the bottom, really. I think if we're being honest about it, although that hasn't proven the case in Wednesday's games so far this season. So um, I think from a attacking point of view, you know, you look at their back four, sorry, back five, and you see quite a lot of inexperience there. Rio Adebisi at left wing back, who I think is about 20. You've got Michael Williams at centre-back, who's only 16, although apparently he's played very well. You've got Billy Sass Davis, who's only 22. I think Luke Offord's 23. Um, and then I think either Scott Cashkit or Callum Ainley have been playing right wing back. Um, so, you know, there's not much experience in that team. You know, the crew are well known for producing their good young players. Um, but they've lost Ryan Wintle to Cardiff, Perry NG to Cardiff, Harry Pickering to Whiteburn. Charlie Kirk has gone to um, crew and Owen Dale moved on as well, didn't he? I'm just trying to remember where he went to. Oh yeah, he's at Blackpool, sorry. So those are the, the sort of key men for crew and they've all gone and they've not managed to replace them. There's not been any investment into the team and they're struggling. And it's probably not a surprise that they're struggling when you lose those, that calibre of player and you don't replace them at all. So I think um, you look at the two teams on paper, I don't know, football's not played on paper, but you definitely would expect us to be winning. And I do think we'll have too much going forward for crew. Again, defensively, I know we kept a clean sheet at Portsmouth, but if we're looking to attack a bit more, we might leave ourselves a bit more vulnerable at the back. And it just depends on, you know, who's fit and how well they do. We could we could have Dunkley and Brennan back and all of a sudden it looks a lot better. We could have Windass back, but I've not really seen anything with the team news yet. So, and I don't think they're the kind of things that Darren Moore really tends to talk about so um, difficult to predict when there's so much uncertainty, so many injuries. But um, I think I'm going for a three-two win. Uh, sorry, three-one win for Wednesday. A three-one win for the visitors for Connor. Um, myself, uh, what have I gone for? Because we have done these prior to uh, the program. I've gone for a three-nil Wednesday victory. I can, yeah, like you say, the only wins that crew have had all season have been home wins against Burton, Gillingham and Lincoln. But I think Wednesday are going to be too much for them. So three nil for me. Yeah. Can I just say, by the way, sorry, um, Moore's press conference is at two. So we've kind of sold ourselves short here, but obviously by the time this comes out, we'll probably, we might know more about team news or more might be keeping it close to his chest. Who knows? Yes, that's uh, ne- never the best idea when you don't go to the press conferences anymore. But there we are. So uh, 3-0 Wednesday for me, 3-1 Wednesday for Connor. And Chap has also gone for a 3-0 Wednesday victory. Um, so that's Wednesday done and dusted. And uh, United, well, they've got a Monday night football fixture as, uh, as QPR head to the lane. Looking to build on the positives, obviously, win at Cardiff last weekend. So the, the theory is you build on that, you win again. And, uh, well, we last last game at home we won, last game away we won. So uh, fingers crossed that it's another win. Uh, I'm not going that way, though. I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-1. QPR, let's be fair, a fifth in the league. They're not on there because they've, they've got lucky. They're there on merit. So why not? This could be a, a good chance for QPR to, to keep up the pace. 1-1 for me between the blades and the 
ours i think no ours is reading isn't it Never mind. no ours is royals ours yeah right anyway uh qpr um chappers has gone for a two nil victory to united he's a little bit more optimistic than myself connor um yeah i've gone for two two uh, it could be a potentially high scoring game i know qpr's home form's a lot better than their away form and it's against a resurgent united form so at side so i do think this will be a really interesting game actually um but um, yeah, going for 2-2, I think both teams have obviously got a lot of talent going forward. I think it'll be a, a good game. So, uh, Connor going for a 2-2 there. That mountain that they need to climb is getting steeper every week. I, I honestly, I think we're in big trouble. It's rotten to the core, to be honest. It's not a good time to be a Sheffield United fan. 2-1 defeat away at the Figgin. Connor, at the Figgin? Figgin, Figgin. <laughs> I don't know. Where's Figgin. that come I'm from? Tight. The biggest guest. Oh, morning, mate. All right. Hello there. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Joseph Hadfield. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> Josh Chapman. Oh, wow. It was awful. Connor Thorpe. It was a, an absolutely massive win. Cardinal Reddit. Cardinal Reddit. I can't believe I've just said <laughs> We may have left shoe, but we still focus on Sheffield's red and blue. This is Football Forum, only on Spotify. And uh, that is just about as far as we go. We'll give you an update on Unpredictable before we finish. And, well, last week was a disaster because we forgot to do the Wednesday game in midweek. Um, only two points for me, Connor and Chaffers, both with zero. So uh, scores on the doors after 18 rounds. Connor's still last on 48. I'm in second with 51. And Chaffers has that eight-point lead with 59. So that is about as far as we go for this week. We are back next week at some point uh, to review uh, Wednesday's game tomorrow at Crew and United's welcoming of QPR no midweek action so uh, things should be a, a little bit simpler but for myself and Connor and everyone on Football Front we'll, uh, we'll see you next week thanks for joining us Good night. bringing you the latest from across the Steel City it's a beautiful This is Football Forum.